Look, I'm just thinking of a decent name for this podcast. Okay, we gotta we gotta think of something. I we like turned down sibling. Thing. We turned down sibling rivalry already. It was corny. I liked it. Well, you were alone in liking it. It wasn't. I'm generally sibling. alone. It's it alright. It wasn't a sibling vibe. You're not special. I'm alone too. Jesus. How about I'm alone too? Would that be a good podcast name? But it has nothing to do with our topic. But we're alone. We have each other. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, my name's Rafa. And I'm Abby. We're siblings. Probably. What do you mean? Did you find the papers? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. I graduated one year ago. And I am an incoming sophomore in college. You know what that means? We are not in the same way of life right now. You know what that means? I'm not paid. You know what that means? He's paid. You know what that means? He can pay for my McDonald's. No, I'm not buying you the BTS meal. Okay. Uh, Yeah, well, anyway, either way, this is our podcast. I know things. And I don't. No, you also know things. Oh, okay. Believe in yourself. Oh, well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are here to share insights from different stages of life Whoa. with you, with our you. lovely listener. We do love you. Whoever you are. <laughs> Unless you're not comfortable being loved. You are like, okay. you are accepted. You are like, you are, you are decent. You're there. We you still know, don't have a name. <laughs> how about, how about Cain and Abel, but it's Cain and Abigail. Where's the Rafa? Rafain and Abel. <laughs> what what are other iconic sibling duos? Phineas and Ferb, Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> are they siblings or are they married? I don't even know. No, no, no. They're married. They're married. They're married. Just ma- but they're they're not also siblings. Even if both of their last names are Mouse, I don't know. It's complicated. Uh, Cardi and Spencer. I feel like I'm that's more essentially the us. Yeah, I'm Carly. But Spencer was unemployed. I actually have a job. Yeah. I wish I were making money too. <laughs> I wish I had a microphone like this for my video editing. You don't talk in your videos. Yeah, that's true. I'm the editor, not the interviewee. Interviewer. Hey, what, what's the biggest thing you're going to do? Make sound effects? Like like Beaker from the Muppets? Like... That's exactly what my job is in the Gaidan. So you make the sound effects where it's like... President Duterte proclaims a new bout of quarantine. Me, 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 Yeah, that's basically what it sounds like. It's like, oh, he put Metro Manila under me, 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 me. Because we, you know, they're all the same. It's everything's the same. M-E-C-Q, G-C-Q, E-C-Q. Exactly. That's exactly what I hear when I watch his videos. So how is the org life treating you? I mean, you kind of hyped up a lot of orgs for me when you were still in college because, you know, you're a fresh grad. So a lot of my expectations for college came from what you told me. Do you think those were lies? Yes. Well, not what? really. Not really. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Mr. President. <coughs> <laughs> and here I am joining the same orgs as you. No, you, you're, you're more active org. in the guide on. So after your first year of being in college orgs, you decided to become, you know, kind of step up, become active by being becoming like video editor in the guide on, right? I'm terrified. Yeah, I, I mean, I have experience in video editing and managing people, which is well useful in any org in any situation. But at the same time, well, it's also my first year in guide on, so 
I was never uh, I guess I could never really say <laughs> I guess I could never really say that I was completely ready for the job and like until now I'm already doing editor work and I still don't really know what I'm doing I would make the argument though that you're never completely ready for any job like I'll say it mm. with what work I'm doing now in the corporate slash startup corporate. world <laughs> even when I was in student orgs like I don't think you're ever 100% qualified for a position because if you only applied for stuff that you were qualified for there would never be any growth right that's true that's true I mean a million and one words have been said about growth but I'll put mine in and say that I think growth is 80% maybe being there or having the skill set but 20% or even more just having the willingness to take on the unknown Mm, I'd say it's more than 20% actually what number would you give 33 37 36.5 okay you're a science major so you care about the significant we, figures we need at least three significant figures for precision and accuracy you know it has to be that way yeah um there are a lot of times where even in my course it's like oh i don't really know what i'm doing and i think it's the fact that a lot of us not just me but like my college fellow college major chem students and uh, my other org mates like we just step up because it's something we're passionate about or something that we want to learn more about so even if i don't know what i'm doing at least i'm learning from the experience yeah like when i look back on what skills i learned in college are useful to my work today as a young professional corporate slave startup slave let's be let's be clear here if any of my colleagues are listening to this i love you um but I, I would say that the skills that serve me the best in like the quote-unquote adult life are more of the intangibles, like the things you pick up, like being responsible, learning how to manage a team, being good at communicating people, even when you don't necessarily agree with them, reaching a compromise, pitching something that yeah. you're barely prepared for. Yeah. I think those are the really important skills, I mean, much more than what you learn in class. Yeah, honestly, I know that I'm probably not going to use much of my graphic design and video editing knowledge you don't know that i mean with the way my course is going i don't think i'm gonna use much of it but then the stuff that has to do with time management and dealing with people and just the general feeling of being in a position of power i think it will help me a lot when i actually have to like go out and do research like actual research that actually helps people you know what kind of research that helps people do you want to do um, I'm really, really passionate about the environment and that's something I hope that I can pursue in the future. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet, but then hopefully I'll figure it out. Even though I really am having a hard time seeing what what parts of chem I enjoy because of the online setup. Yeah, I'll be out front. I hate chemistry, but I, I never excelled at it at a subject. I never had an interest in it. But I really admire like people who get into that because it's so, so difficult. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah, I'm hitting my quota <laughs> as a brother for, for the week, I think. For the week? Yeah, Gosh. it's a weekly quota. Okay, I think it should be daily. I'd feel better if it were daily. We can negotiate on that. I'm a business major, so I want to negotiate on that. I'm a chem major. So... I don't make money. That's one of as much as we joke about it. Biggest concerns in life is I'm not gonna make any money as a STEM major. But at the same time, I really want to do something that really directly helps the environment, even if I haven't figured out what that's going to be yet. And I know 
people say like oh you know if you're gonna help the environment or something like that it's really the fault of the big corporations and stuff and like you really need to make direct change with the way things are manufactured or how things are being produced and like the materials itself but it's kind of hard to put myself in a position where it's like oh so i need to work for a big company and convince them to change the way they've been doing things for decades and then like to get to that point where you can actually change the way a corporation thinks is like it takes a really long time and you have to be like a really smart or convincing person which i don't or think powerful or powerful yeah and i'm none of those things at the moment at the moment yeah at the moment yeah, i'm lucky enough to be working in the startup scene where i mean admittedly there's still a lot of factors to consider but it's a lot easier to say affect change in a quicker amount of time which i'm very grateful for i actually work for a healthcare startup and I guess as someone who used to be active, <laughs> as someone who used to be very active in Kaith, which main advocacy was really public health, I I do feel very privileged to be able to have taken a bit of that into my working life. Like I do genuinely believe that, aside from you know making money, keeping the bottom line healthy, keeping our business afloat, like we are genuinely doing initiatives that help out patients, help people like have better health-seeking behaviors. Yeah, I think what you're doing in your job oh here's my quota for being your sister but like i think what you're doing with your job is like a really good thing and something that actually helps especially the philippines where healthcare is such a big question mark for a lot of people what is one piece of advice about org work that you'd give to your freshman self one year ago um i know you're gonna expect me to say something like don't I have go. no expectations. Okay, well, I know some people are going to expect me to say that I shouldn't enroll. I shouldn't enroll. Shouldn't sign up in that many orgs or sign up in that many projects. But honestly, I don't regret any of the work I did this year, even if it was super tiring. But I guess uh, for my freshman self, I would have told them to learn better time management and just you know figure out the best way for me to do my work because sometimes I'd be working at 5 in the morning which wasn't always my fault because sometimes work just comes in late but at the same time it's really tiring to have to do org work and school work online at home when you have nothing better to do and there's like nothing you can do to stop it because you can't go out or you shouldn't be going out because you don't have the vaccine yet or other people aren't vaccinated yet you know you know like that's one thing I can never relate to like the whole hellish experience of going through freshman year online like severe condolences to everyone who has to go through that stuff it was really hard to like get up and be like oh haha gonna meet my block today I feel like the whole motto of online classes become people are really doing their best and you know that's an encouraging thing it's also kind of sad that that is the yeah I mean it's true that people are doing their best but you can also see that some people some people's bests are a lot better than other people's bests and it's still super demotivating to see other people getting like quatros or unos depending on where you study but like to get those kind of grades while you're still online and then seeing other people who struggle to even like submit their homework on time it's so demotivating to see and i wish more than anything to be on site oh even by like second semester of sophomore year or something i just i want to see the campus before i graduate it's so hard to do lab online. Imagine writing about things that you have never even experienced. Couldn't be me. Ha ha ha. That's basically like being a fanfic writer, right? Like a romance writer. Well, some romance writers have experienced romance. What percentage do you think have experienced romance? 5.82. 
Hey, that's two significant figures now. You have to be consistent. That's three. 5.82. Uh, do you even know how stoichiometry works? Do you even know what stoichiometry is? I do. I failed it. Okay. Well, I did that. So there we have proof of why I am the STEM major. And I have money. <laughs> Can't believe I'm getting roasted. It's not my fault that I had to that, take that a STEM course. That you care about your passions. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if and I... And I've given it all up. <laughs> what advice would you give you before you found the job? I, I will steal advice from my boss, who's very insightful. But what he told me, and I think I would tell this to myself if I could, is that you shouldn't be forcing your 20 or 30 year old self to be making decisions for your 50 or 60 year old self. And I think it's absolutely true. I think it applies even for college. I wish someone told me that when I was picking my course. Oh, your, your course? Yeah, I think so. I mean, do I regret going into management engineering? Million dollar um, question. Yeah. I can't say, you know, because for every, I think for every decision you make in life, there will be an infinite series of what ifs. And if you get hung up in the possibilities, well, you never know what it really would have been like if you chose something else, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't think the real motto is no regrets. I definitely have some regrets in life, plenty even. But I do think that once you commit to a course of action, you should at least see it through. I mean, no some cost biases. Eventually you realize it's wrong for you. You should get out while you still have the chance. But in terms of my college course, all the way through, I was reevaluating should I stick to this? It's hard. Is it something that I re even care about? And every time, no one, I did say yes. And I did graduate from that. So ask me again in a few years. But as of now, my answer is no, I didn't regret it. Partially because we can't know what else would have happened. But also, every time I asked myself, did I want to see it through? My answer was still yes. And it has benefited me today as much as I joke about it. That's good to know that you feel like you still benefit from your course. I really hope I feel the same way in four years. Yes, I am a five-year course. I'm stuck in school forever. Hey, more chances of being on campus, though. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I tell my friends. They're like, oh, I feel so bad for you. You're a five-year course. Don't worry about it. I get one extra year on campus. More chances of winning. Than the rest of you who are my batch. So it's fine. I mean, unless they decide to shift or something. Maybe I'll decide to shift. Who knows? But yeah, I think I agree with you. I guess mine is like, my, my motto right now is really like, oh, what's done is done because <laughs> you know I yeah I worry about like oh maybe I shouldn't have gotten this uh, position in my org or maybe I shouldn't have taken chem in the first place haha <laughs> but then you know what's <laughs> done is done and even if I joke about shifting from chem all the time I also know that I'm also too much of a competitive person to go like okay this is too hard for me I want to shift out I mean Maybe if, Will you shift out for another reason though? Maybe if my reason were like I'm not passionate about chemistry anymore or I'm not I'm not happy at all where I am. But then I know that I really am passionate about chemistry most of the time. And even though it's really hard to stay passionate about it online, um I'm also really enjoying the experience <laughs> the what what is it? What do you call it? Like the joy like the the ikigai. Oh my god. But you know, like the community that I'm just it, like in the flow state right now. Yes, the flow state of me being in chemistry. To quote one of my favorite current videos, nothing is a coincidence. So here I am taking my chem course and even though it feels like I might have made the wrong choice, you know, I do think that once I go back on campus I will be extremely happy if I don't shift out. <laughs> so I'm staying. For now. I, I think the key word is for now. And there's no shame in saying that, so, that something is for now because most things are. Walang forever? 
You can't say that. You've never been in a relationship. True. <laughs> I do think that everything. I mean, there's some things in your life that, if you're lucky or unlucky, are permanent. But I would say that most things you encounter, most experiences, most decisions, are temporary. Well, I mean, everything is temporary. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all gonna burn up yeah. in a big ball of fire one day. We're temporary. Our country is temporary. The ice caps are temporary. <laughs> so at least the way things are going. They're definitely temporary, and so you know that's true. I mean, everyone's like, oh, you know, the only thing that is permanent is change. Whoa, deep. But then I really think that that's true because. We always, even now with how technology is going, everything's getting smaller and faster. And definitely, the iPhone that you bought two years ago is so much slower than the iPhone that they're going to release this year. And it was planned. Yeah, and it's always going to be that way because capitalism. <laughs> But then, just in general, you know, people want to improve. Every time you say capitalism, I feel like you're looking at me. I am. Okay. Okay. But well, anyway, every time. Every time someone wants to change, and it's because they want to improve, you know, things will change, and it's impossible to not, um, you know, how do you say this? Um, change doesn't wait for anyone. So. Oh, another deep quote. Ha ha ha! But then, cha- yeah, change doesn't wait for uh, anyone. So even if you're not ready for it, if at some point you realize that you're not happy in your course and you need change, then I I don't know. I say embrace it. Which is, uh, if you're if you're any of my course mates, just pretend you don't hear this. But yeah, if you want to shift out because you're not happy in your course, I say shift. Even if I won't, I wouldn't take that advice I, for myself. I will say this to you as somebody who's <laughs> thought about it, like What? who genuinely thought about that at one point, where my grades were like very <clears throat> on the edge of our retention requirement. I was thinking, will I put in the extra effort to stay here and continue being miserable at the time? You did. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who thought of that decision, I will say, there's nothing wrong with deciding to. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of the time where people feel kind of ashamed if they're like, "Oh, I shifted from my course." You know what else shifted? What? The tectonic plates, and that's why we're not Pangea anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that was a good thing or not, but I guess. Now they're countries. Yeah. There's so, no more land bridges. So good. You gotta fly Cebu Pacific. Yeah, and I can't because I don't have the second dose of the vaccine yet. <laughs> But yeah, um, what was I saying? You were saying something about change. It doesn't wait for anyone. Oh no, I was saying something for your point, but I can't remember it anymore. I'm sorry, I made a stupid metaphor, and you just forgot your very profound point. Yeah, because you mentioned Panjaya. Are you very passionate about Panjaya? No, I am not a geography <laughs> major. Is that what it is? <laughs> No, I'm not a geometry major. <laughs> hey, it did have a shape. It did. I think I would say it was like a trapezoid with edges, with more edges. I would say it was a one pizza slice shared by multiple people who all took a bite. Well, we didn't purposely take a bite. It was more like it fell on the floor and it broke. I don't think any course is like way easier than another course. They're all really, difficult in their own way. Yeah, it really depends on what your you specialize in. I think there are two big. I don't want to call them lies, but misconceptions that go around, which are, which are that you should be passionate about everything that you're good at, and that you should be good at everything you're passionate about. That's something that people in the arts really struggle with. It's like, oh, why should I pursue um, drawing or I don't know animation? 
if I have no talent in drawing or animation. But you know, why can't we just do things? Because it makes us happy. That's right. And like coming from a very uh, Asian household, like the moment that you pick up an interest, you're expected to either be good at it, make money from it, or both. Oh, make money from it. Yeah, I feel like that's something that's like, oh, like you can do. Yeah, you can do this, but can you earn from it? Is it something you can earn from? Sweetie, you can breathe. Oh my God. You can breathe into other people's lungs, give them oxygen, you can They'd make money that. from that. They'd pay, pay for, for that. that. Yeah. Or like make ASMR. <gasps> That's terrifying. Okay. Maybe horror movie sound effects. I could do I'd that. be excellent at horror movie sound effects. Can you give us a sample? No. <laughs> you know, just like me, 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 me. <laughs> me, 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 me. Okay, but if I were in a horror movie and I just heard in the, some dark corner of my house, me, 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 me. I would be scared. Like, what's that? I don't know. A Furby? It's Beaker. Oh, it's Beaker's kind of. He looks rabid, doesn't he? He has the big bulgy eyes. Yeah, he and looks the like the guy you watch on TikTok now. I don't open TikTok that much. But you know the guy I'm talking about. No, I have no idea who you're talking about. The mystic guy that we were talking about. Earlier. Oh, he doesn't have hair. No, he has the bulgy oh, eyes. Oh, he has though. the bulgy eyes. Yeah, he does. Nothing is a coincidence. <laughs> but yeah, um. I think we should be able to do things just because we enjoy it. I don't think you have to monetize everything, you know? If you just want to go around and be like, Oh, I made this trash piece of art. It's trash. But, you know, I enjoyed making it. it but if someone me- wants to sponsor this podcast? Yeah, if anyone wants to sponsor it, please uh, yeah, do. Buy us a new that. earphone. <laughs> <laughs> Buy us a new headset. I don't know. I-, I heard you mention this buzzword that I'm... I feel like... I talk about too often and shouldn't talk about anymore. But since you mentioned it, let's let's hit up the topic of imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Do you do you still get that? Given you're you're doing pretty well with your job, I say what? Oh my god! You know you're doing well with your job. You know what? Yes, and like. The worst part is that even when there's very critical evidence as to like literally people going up to you and saying you're doing a good job <laughs> like li- or on paper like somebody wrote an, an evaluation of you you did a good job you still have a I, I won't even talk about it in third person I still have a hard time accepting it sometimes first of all I think it's good not to get your head too big I think everyone can learn but also like I do wish even now as like a working adult that I can I could take a compliment easier I have a hard time doing it Oh, it's the same for me. I mean, getting like getting positions or being offered positions. Wow, but then like being offered anything in general, like the oh, um, we think we would benefit if you were in this committee or like um. Would you? Would you really benefit? Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, am I that good that you know you would actually benefit? I mean, especially with stuff. I'm, I'm, I keep repeating this, but then with creatives in general, it's like there's, they say that it's hard to find people who do creatives, but like now, there's so many people who do creatives. It's not hard to find someone who's at least opened Photoshop or Canva at least once. So, so you're finally acknowledging Canva as a legitimate graphic design platform. Recently for um, for Gaidon, I haven't had a lot of time to put together very good <laughs> PowerPoints. So, you know, we just kind of open Canva, slap something together. It's good. For it's a people, multi-million dollar startup. It's good for people who want to do graphic design. And like I said, you don't have to be good at something to enjoy so doing it. So you're saying it. people who use Canva are bad at graphic design. No, I'm you saying... You don't use Canva at my work. Oh my god. I, I'm saying that you don't have to... Uh, it's it's a good place to ha- make something aesthetic without having 
like a very deep background in graphic design. Yeah, it's it's lowered the barrier to entry. Yeah, which good is thing. good because graphic design. I've heard it from so many people. They're like, oh, Photoshop looks scary. Illustrator looks confusing. The UI is they scary. They do, and it's expensive. It's so expensive to get into Photoshop because it's so expensive to pay for Adobe. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with using. You can put this on the record. There's nothing wrong with using Canva. She said it. If you don't want, if you're intimidated by Photoshop, or if you you don't have like the time and resources to put into learning Photoshop, but personally, I will still be using Photoshop. How about Figma though? Oh, Figma. Figma is a good collaborative space. I don't know how we got to this topic of uh, graphic design platforms, but I do think Figma is very. It's like a Google Docs for Photoshop, which I think is nice, especially if you're not doing something insanely heavy. I know you use Figma at your job too. This is not sponsored. I if mean, if you want to sponsor, if you if, want, if to, you want, if to, you want to, to monetize us, you may. We're open. See, here's this conflict, right? We keep saying, you know, it's so it's so bad to be under pressure to monetize everything, but it would be nice to have more money. Yeah, it's always nice to feel supported. Maybe it will get rid of some of our imposter syndrome. Could you pay for that to go away? Maybe by going to therapy. In Asia? <laughs> Put a laugh track in here. We'll edit <laughs> What are the, your top three pickups? From this conversation in particular, um, the first one is, let's do it by order. So the first one, I think, it was when we talked about shifting courses and everything. And I'm, I said this a while ago, but what's done is done. And Sometimes you just have to accept that you made a decision and that it's something that you can't change anymore, but you can do things in the future to either deal with it or change it. One. The second one, to, to, to connect them very nicely, if you're gonna change it, change doesn't wait for anyone. So, if, you're, if there's a certain time, you know, there's, there's a certain point of no return that you can't, that you know you won't be able to change after so if you're gonna change and you know you need that change now just take the leap i'm not gonna take this advice but <laughs> but somebody else somebody could. should somebody should. someone be inspired by Maybe us that someone is you. and someone monetize us <laughs> that's the third learning <laughs> the third learning is that it's not wrong to want a bit of money but um you don't need money to be happy and you don't need uh to be good at something to be happy so those are my three things for today. How about you? The thing is, you got my things, but okay. Let me let me try to <laughs> let me try to throw in something original. I'll go on a tangent. the The first one I think is that we should learn how to do two things. First of all, we should learn how to thank ourselves for the good decisions we made in the past. But more importantly, I think we should learn how to be more forgiving of ourselves for the not so good ones. That's something I wish I could do, because as much as a lot of people tell me like. Oh, you know, you did so good in college. You really blew them. There are, there are cringe-worthy moments that I always revisit. Sometimes in my dreams, where I'm like, I wish I did that differently. Like I am a sort of person who stews in his own mistakes, <laughs> and I, I wish I could be more forgiving myself. And what you said about change, I think that's true, right? Like, if you talk about it from a, okay, I'm gonna make a science metaphor. I'm probably gonna be wrong. I'm going to laugh. But your body itself is changing every day, right? Like your cells are dying giving birth your skin is different from your skin years ago it's been fully replaced seven already. years seven years seven years thank you <laughs> so like you know if you're literally in a whole new body you also have to be more forgiving that inside you can change too 
And the you that made that oopsie decision, or the you that made that good decision even, isn't the same you as today. That's the first one. Oh, that was the first one? Oh, can, can it be all three? No, I thought that was two already. Okay, one! <laughs> Number two, set expectations. So you don't have to do three. <laughs> um, but number two, set expectations. Um, set expectations, but be flexible about them and be open-eyed. I think there's nothing wrong with having expectations. I think a goal in its own way is an expectation of one way your future could be. And I think that it's good to adhere to them or try to reach your ideal, right? Like, I think for you, when you joined chemistry, like, you had ideals about what you were passionate about, yes. the sciences. But now you're seeing the ugly side of it too, which is the burnout, which is the, oh my god, am I good enough for this? Which is True. the memorizing an entire book like, uh-huh. and then vomiting it on a test the next day. Yes. But despite those things, do you still hold on to part of the ideal you have about chemistry or about the sciences? This is going to sound extremely corny, but I do think science will change the world. So... I guess yes, I do have kind of that expectation and that belief that you know I'm going to do I'm going to do good work when I finally finish college in seven years. Just kidding. But but that expectation, while you still hold on to it, is now tempered with reality. Yeah, and I guess that's something we all have to combat that, you know, there's always jokes about like expectation versus reality. But then you can have expectations with the understanding that there are risks and also downsides to following your expectations or like believing in your expectations. And you know what? I'll say that I think it makes your expectation, even it makes your goal stronger when it's tempered by reality. Like when you've been knocked down a few notches and then you transform that into something you can actually pull off. I think that it actually makes it better. The, the bitterness makes it better. Yeah. The hatred. If you self-loathing. If you don't know the darkness inside. Oh, no. <laughs> if you don't know, we here live through one motto only. I I do things through spite. <laughs> That's right. This podcast is fueled by spite. And the third thing. Three. <laughs> don't be afraid to be corny. Corny. Yeah. I mean, not just the jokes. Oh, I Although thought that was that's, po- that's all. That's all you do. No, but also what you're saying earlier. I mean, you were like, I think chat. I'm sorry if it's corny, but I think science will one day change the world. You're stealing from me again. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I, I, have, I say similar things. I say that, oh, you know, it's going to sound corny. But I genuinely think that everyone deserves better healthcare. I believe that that can happen. It's true. And people, always, we always put this suffix. It's like you say your belief. You say what like is in your heart. And you say, oh, I'm sorry, it's corny. Oh my God, it's going to sound so stereotypical. But whatever, right? Don't apologize yeah, for that. Some stereotypes are good. that's right some stereotypes are good oh no but it's true some stereotypes are good and you Sydney Opera House you don't have to be you don't have to be the most quirky person you know you can have stereotypical beliefs as long as they're good ones I, I do think that we should be a little more unapologetic about having big ideas and like hopes and that's hard to say in the middle of the pandemic because I feel like my hope has been like shaved down the edges since the time we started this thing. I, I just feel that we should be more accepting of having stupid dreams, you know? I mean, that's gonna sound like a complete contradiction to what I previously said, that we should anchor things in reality. But I think the real happy spot is, is between those two things. I think that we should be realistic enough that your goals are achievable. 
But you should also be ambitious enough that your goals aren't completely anchored in reality. Or by the current reality. Okay, I was gonna say it's going to sound corny. I'm not gonna say it. Don't say it, don't say it. I won't say it. Say it, you lose. I say it with my full heart and I believe that this is the most serious thing I could say. Me, 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 me. Around 30 to 40 minutes into this podcast, it's not wrong to reach for the stars and end up on the moon. You reach for the stars, you get knocked down a few notches, but at least you, you know, at least you have a direction. At least you know what you want and you if you have the means to get there then good for you i mean if you want to reach for the stars and if you want to dream as big as you can then you know just go for it there's nothing stopping you really i guess except your imposter syndrome and reality and reality and a lack of funds and the lack of the rocket to go to the stars but it's also good to i guess believe in yourself haha <laughs> but then yeah, if you if you do think that there are things that only you can do or there are things that you can at least contribute to, then why not go for it? I completely agree. You know what? We would never have made it into space. Like, we would have never landed a man on the moon if not for the rivalry between the US and Russia during the Cold War. But aside from that, <laughs> we would never have placed a man on the moon if there was not one guy all the way back in the prehistoric or maybe medieval times who looked into this guy and said, hey, what if humanity could go there one day? And he died and never saw it happen. But... But he tried. And that's what matters. Yeah. I mean, I know this is supposed to be the closing-ish part of this. But then at the same time, I'm just gonna add another point. I do think it's true that sometimes you want something and you will end up as a stepping stone to it. And you might never see it in your lifetime. But, you know, being the stepping stone to something you really want to happen and eventually you know i don't know dying in peace that knowing you contributed to that thing happening it's still good you don't have to be the one to put the flag on the moon knowing that you were the you were the original calculator who put that flag on the moon or you were the person who built that singular window for that rocket to the moon that's still good right that's the that's still something good and like people always say that you know they don't know who who else went to the moon they only know the first person went to the moon i mean i guess that's true for most people but you know just the facts i know the two first people went to the moon but then who, who's the second guy buzz aldrin Shout you know out to buzz like here we still love you you were on the same same ship as nia i forgot i was gonna say nia gaiman that's not from the cheap seats yeah exactly but yeah you know um it doesn't matter if you weren't the first. It's more of at least you got there eventually. Yeah, I think that's true. So I think our final, uh, our final line. Let's let's do a let's do a nice positivity slogan to encapsulate our entire. Okay, but show. what if we make the the slogan one word at a time? Okay, okay. I'll start. Okay, I'll start. I believe that people should believe and conquer their inner. Fears and problems and find and that was grammatically so, incorrect so, solutions <laughs> to them. Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening once again. Thank my name's Rafa and I'm Abby. And this has been me 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 me. me. <laughs> oh, no, oh, we're gonna think of a name for this thing eventually. Someday. Yeah.